Hey everyone, as I'm sure you saw from the title, I have a very special episode lined up for you guys. A few weeks back, I had the pleasure of sitting down with Jimmy from Spooky Appalachia over on YouTube to discuss our personal experiences living in haunted houses. And today, we are sharing those stories with you. Spooky Appalachia collects and retells stories of paranormal phenomena from their fans. Not to mention, they frequently go on location to creepy spots around Appalachia to show their fans and promote Appalachian tourism. Be sure to check them out on YouTube, at Spooky Appalachia, and don't forget to subscribe while you're there. Now these stories are very chilling and close to both our hearts, so we hope that you enjoy. But without further ado, let's get into today's episode. I'm Courtney Hayes, and you're listening to Haunts. Stay tuned. First, with a story that I had um, at my first house. This was about eight years ago. Well, yeah, I moved about eight or nine years, maybe Mm -hmm. ten now. Who knows? Um, We, uh, me and my roommates, I lived with twin brothers. It was kind of funny. Um, We moved in there while we were still in college, and we lived there for several years till I got married, and uh, we bought this house that I'm in now. I had uh, two elderly people. I was like sandwiched in between two elderly people Mm. in townhouses. And they both passed away on both sides of us. Uh, The the man that lived, I don't know which side you would say right or left. Yeah. But I'm one of the side. The man that lived on one of the sides of of us didn't like me for some reason. I don't know. He had some weird mental stuff going on um I wonder you know, if he, he just wasn't very neighborly maybe <laughs> no it wasn't that he loved my roommates but despised huh. me i don't know why i think maybe it was because he was the house was my grandma's house and she oh. moved to a to another place um because my grandfather was getting old couldn't get up and down the stairs mm-hmm. and you need a single-level home, for sure. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it was. And um, so I moved into there and you know, basically took over the payments and stuff. Mm-hmm. And my friends and I split it. So the the two elderly people died. And I don't know, just over the years, we noticed all kinds of weird stuff. Um, let's see. We would hear footsteps on the, the stairs coming up out of the basement all the time mm. and there would be no one there we would go run and open the door no one there yeah. um there's a garage door you know to keep people out but and we often locked the garage you know where yeah we couldn't open it and um yeah we would just hear footsteps oh and the uh door to the uh you know coming up from the basement would lock all the time you'd be down there doing laundry and the door would lock Wait, randomly locked. the the door, like, sorry, when I read this story initially, I had, I guess I envisioned it where it was like the door leading outside. No, 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 like this that? was. It's the one that's was, going up the stairs. Yes. Oh, God. It, yeah, <laughs> that's terrifying. The, you'd be down there doing laundry and it would just lock and no. you'd be stuck down there. And um, at that's first like, it was like, well, why'd you guys lock the door to, you know, to all of us, to each other? Mm-hmm. Like. 
But you have to think that it's like, why would you just like, it's not like it's an exterior door, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, why would you lock it? Unless it's because like the purpose of having a lock on the door, whether or not you use it was because there was a garage door accessible to the outside. So maybe it was treated like an exterior door. But if you guys didn't treat it that way, I don't see why. No, it, it just, the door only went to the garage, and then the garage, the only way to get in and out of the garage was the garage door. Mm. That makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, that that was very weird, and we would smell, like, odd odors. Mm. Oh, like and the, the, the older gentleman, the, the, the one that had the kind of attitude, uh, he, he passed away, and nobody knew about it for like more than a month and he had a bunch of I don't want to get into too many details but he had a bunch of cats oh oh that's awful maybe that's why we smelled I mean it was very awful I came home from work one day and there was like all these police cars and an ambulance out there it was ooh next to it all that time too I wonder how long do you know it was more than a month. It was oh, more than a month. Yeah. And you were just like living, sharing a wall with it. Yes. That's enough to make you want to move out right then. Yes. God, poor yes. guy. That's so yeah. sad. But they also Ugh. say too that like the, not to bring this to a place of like evil, but they say that negative spirits can like, they come with like a nasty odor with them. depending on what kind they are but also i feel like given the circumstances it probably wasn't that um but it's interesting that was my first reaction to it i couldn't i can't explain what the odor was it was it smelled pretty bad that's all i remember Mm -hmm. well normally they say too it's like specifically an egg-like odor for like negative spirits i do remember like a sulfury smell a couple Mm -hmm. times yeah because that's what i mean through my own research, that's what I've come across as a negative entity, Entity, especially ones that are inhuman, will come with like a sulfur egg-like smell. But also that's pretty similar to, unfortunately, um, someone who has passed away. Uh-huh. So who's to say? It's yeah. In my opinion, it's probably just the unfortunate event that occurred next door, but um, it's interesting. I just assume somebody was like, making eggs next door to us or something yeah <laughs> I, don't know I think that's... it's possible you're sharing walls and i'm yeah. assuming like vents are being as gross as it is to sound shared between all of the units uh, so i don't think they were i think we all had our own units yeah we did yeah well, cool. um yeah. well i guess i should I, I guess next i'll talk about uh one of the odd things that happened um mm-hmm. i was asleep I, I mean i had fallen asleep on the couch one evening after work this is when netflix started to take off and yeah. uh i fell asleep watching buffy the vampire slayer once <laughs> yeah yeah and uh i remember waking up you know just kind of opening my eyes a little bit and seeing kind of a dark figure standing in the, in the hallway to my room mm-hmm. and i couldn't move um and i was starting to freak out and uh i was terrified yeah yeah and it it was like i don't know i didn't know about shadow people or anything back Mm -hmm. then i didn't know you know until i looked into it years later i was like maybe that's a shadow person but like i would i mean it it was like an eternity 
I was laying yeah. there on the couch and couldn't move. It was terrifying. And you very odd. Um, and all and you can it, do is stare at it. Yeah, yeah. Like you can, it like locks you in to yeah. like this almost this like trance like state where all you can do is just stare at this entity. Ugh, ugh, That's exactly what happened. It, I mean, it only I think it only happened once, and I'm glad it only happened once. Yeah. It, I just kind of like something snapped, and I I don't know if I woke up or if what but i was able to move the tv was gone i don't know but it's just very, like you came out of it odd. yeah basically, yeah yeah and i feel like with sleep paralysis episodes like that i talked about it when i had um lindsey brisbane on my podcast in one of the episodes she mm-hmm. explained the concept of um i want to say it's like spiritual sleep paralysis where spirits will kind of enter into your dream state to kind of target you for whatever reason um she was living in a house where this was happening to her on on a nightly basis for an entire year which was her story but um that's kind of what it's the vibe that this is giving me is something was in there like especially if it only happened one time it's not like you suffered with this chronically no it wasn't chronically i did have a lot of dreams where something was chasing me a lot too i don't know if that's related (laughs) yeah I mean, I these days I hardly ever dream. <laughs> yeah, I will say I don't, I don't dream often. My husband, he has sleep paralysis a good bit and dreams oh. like every night. So I've gotten kind of secondhand of him, like, because like they say you can make noises and stuff. So I feel like I'm constantly making sure he's like not having one of those dreams and waking him up if he does. But I've never had it myself, and I hope to God I never do because yeah. it just sounds horrifying yeah it was uh i i don't think i would ever want to have that again um i i remember somebody telling me or maybe it was in your podcast episode uh, was it something to do with trying to look at a clock or something i don't think that was me but i know what you're talking about like you're or maybe it's maybe i'm misinterpreting this but i i want to say that you're not supposed to or you can't tell time in a dream and then you aren't supposed to ask like the other characters, for lack of a better word, if they, if you have them in your dream, what the date and time is, because huh. they'll like get mad at you. Um, never had the opportunity to try that because I don't dream, let alone lucid dream. But if anyone does, let us know because I'm interested <laughs> That'd in that. Be so cool. <laughs> That's like huh. I just I've heard stories like that where people are like, my husband got mad at me because I asked him the date and time in my dream, and he he was like, you're not supposed to be here. And I just, I feel like these characters are more intelligent than we give them That's credit freaky. for. It's its terrifying, but I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of glad I don't dream because I feel like the dream world is um, not as safe as it is made out to be sometimes. Mm. Anyways. Uh, oh, yeah. So back to this. Um, Let's see. Oh, a, uh, another odd thing that happened was... Uh, you know, since they were twins, they actually, you know, go home to their parents' house. Um, mm-hmm. Like every time there was like a long weekend, or they would take off time and just go home and yeah. see family. Um, I was there. Uh, I think it was a weekend, and uh, I was asleep. And uh, then around four o'clock in the morning, I started hearing uh, this banging sound on our. Uh, we had like a, a, a deck 
mm-hmm. in the backyard with like a huge, maybe 12, maybe 12 foot, maybe bigger. There's a big wooden mm-hmm. fence. I don't know if you've ever seen Like a privacy the, fence, kind of? Yes. And it, yeah. it had like spikes, like a big spike on each panel. Yeah. I mean, no, nobody's jumping over the thing. Do you mind me asking but, before we go any further? Because obviously I read this beforehand. Was oh, yeah. it did you have a gate going into the backyard or is the only way to get in through your back door in the house? The only way, I mean, there's, there's yeah, there's no gate. Okay, cool. I wasn't, yeah. I think you would say that if there was, but I was just curious. Yeah, there's no, I mean, you had to go through the house. Yeah. So I was very weirded out. I ran down, I think I picked up like a bat or something. I ran down there. Mm-hmm. I flipped on the lights. Nothing to, no, no one's one. there. Yeah. I even saw the doorknob jiggling when I got down there. That would have scared the crap out of me, especially back then. Because we didn't have security cameras. Yeah, because you don't have, like like you said, security cameras. Phones probably weren't all that widespread back then in terms of, like, cellular phones. So you're just, like, alone with a bat trying to figure out what is trying to get into your house. Yeah, I I think I did have a cell phone. I I don't know. I guess I I don't know. Well, I I uh, always think that we're like so much further like further back than we are cuz this would have been like 2016 2017 you would have had a phone, but Yeah. Yeah. But still, if you're home alone, that's just Yeah, I mean my my first reaction was not grabbing my phone. It was grabbing like a bat and you know going down there and see mm-hmm. what it was, you know. For sure. But yeah, there was nothing out there. I looked around. Nothing. I think something similar happened one other time. Mm-hmm. My, one of my roommates was there, and he 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 woke up, and uh, he said, "Oh, it was probably just a drunk." And I was like, "But it's the back door there." Yeah, it's not like like I said. There's no way for anyone to get right. in there unless they yeah, scaled was, a twelve foot fence with spikes on it. Yeah, which he, he was unlikely. half asleep, so I, I don't know what he thought. Mm. He just went back to sleep. How do you sleep after that? I mean, it that? could. The only, one, oh, when he w- when he woke up the next day after this other time that it happened, it wasn't as bad, I don't think. Mm-hmm. But he said maybe it was, uh, we, we had a lot of stray cats. Okay. And he thought that it was t- two stray cats fighting on the deck. They had gotten over the fence and were fighting on the deck. Was it, bang- was it banging or was it like... The second time it was definitely banging, but the first time I caught it, and I saw the doorknob jiggling like somebody was messing with it. Okay, because this is going to sound weird, but um, when I lived back east in Georgia, I was a veterinary technician. That was my like full-time job, and mm-hmm. cats fighting, unfortunately, is like a sound that I know all too well. And it's a very specific noise. It's not something that I would be able to attribute to like banging or anything like that. It's a very like howling guttural sound so I was just curious if that was like the noise that he no heard. I have heard that noise I heard that there when we lived there and yeah. I didn't hear there was no other noise it was like something just pushing hard up against the door mm-hmm. I mean I guess it, it could have been I don't want to like discredit that because mm-hmm. obviously I like to look at both sides of the argument but it just to me sounds like it would be more likely maybe one cat if anything trying to get mm-hmm. in which is possible, especially if, like, maybe it was 
running from something else that was a predator maybe mm -hmm. but again it's like how did these animals a cat maybe could get over the fence but like yeah if it's running from a dog obviously that's not gonna happen um that's interesting that's a good theory though i i would think that maybe the second one but the first one where, with the doorknob i kind of yeah less, like i mean especially because if a cat is like messing with the doorknob that isn't gonna be the same noise as something rattling it like physically trying to turn it unless it was one of those that's like is it a physical knob that's like round or does it have yeah, the it lever? was round okay because yeah to me it doesn't sound like it's a cat <laughs> like just like point blank i don't think so but um i mean again looking at it from both sides i guess it's possible yeah i don't, I don't think i would yeah. want to live there again <laughs> no no i don't blame you especially with basements i i can't like yeah i think you said that doesn't have one i just don't like them i really don't they're always dark they're always like creepy even when they're completely finished i'm just not a fan of them but yeah i think I you know. said something like that in uh something you were taught one of your podcast episodes i think it was the one with the uh lady that had been on uh, maybe travel channel you, she had some stuff going on in the basement there and you, yeah. you started talking about that and i was downstairs on my elliptical and i was like oh my gosh yeah yeah so that was the same the same episode with Lindsay brisbane in it she yeah, had she her story's like wild i like to shout her out everywhere because i don't think her podcast gets nearly enough like credit so definitely go like check her out it's called the chilling podcast to your listeners if they haven't heard of it um but she was living in this haunted house and a lot went on it like while she was living there over this 12 month lease but one of the things was her um basement flooded and they couldn't figure out what happened they were pointing blame at a roommate who moved out um but as it turned out the the pipe just burst but it looked like something had like sawed through it but the city ended up paying for it because they couldn't figure out what happened and they obviously didn't do it so yeah basements just <laughs> are not my forte i don't like them especially unfinished ones that are just dark and decrepit oh i've got a crawl like... space in mine same like you you open up a door and there's a crawl space so it's in your house yeah like you can access it from the inside of your house yeah oh my god sorry mine you have to like go out go around to the like side yard and then there's like this little storm cellar hatch kind of way of getting into it I don't like going down there, but sometimes in the winter our pipes will freeze and we'll have to to kind of get them uh -huh. to warm up. But I try to avoid it at all costs because <laughs> it's just so creepy down there. Um, and it's obviously just like dirt. But anyways, there was one more experience that you had in this house, correct? Was or it? No, that was, the, that was the final one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there was, there, there was weird stuff that went on. I don't even remember it all. Oh, yeah, stuff went missing all the time. I, yeah. I, that too um no i mean nothing that really super stands out to me that i mean the, the biggest thing that would happen the, i mean and it would happen a lot was we thought we heard footsteps coming up from the garage slash basement a lot yeah it just sounds like the basement had some the, strange energy and and while we're on the topic of things going missing this whole story i feel like kind of reminds me of an experience or i guess a series of experiences that I had while living 
in mine and my then boyfriend, now husband's first apartment together. So I figured if it's cool with you, do we still have time to share this? And it'll yeah, be yeah, yeah. perfect. So this happened probably about eight or so years ago, um, kind of like you. So same timeline. Um, but we were living in and just a single one bedroom apartment in a town called Kennesaw. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but for some context here, the town itself is, it's like nestled into the foothills of Kennesaw Mountain. That's where the town gets its name. Mm -hmm. And that area of the United States was home to one of the bloodiest battles during the Civil War. So obviously a lot of negativity happened there. Um, And beyond that, it acted as a gateway, this town, to the Appalachian Trail, which is why I wanted to share this story with you guys, because obviously it's fitting with um, just like the general theme of the channel. So overall, it it was kind of, I don't want to say it was a creepy town. It was a college town, but Mm -hmm. it just seemed like everywhere you go from brand new apartments to like the vet I was working at at the time was incredibly haunted. Um, Wow. Like just, it seemed like everywhere you looked, there was like something creepy going on, which is weird for like a relatively large suburb of Atlanta. So we were living in this apartment. We moved in, I want to say in 2016, if my memory serves me correctly. And from the beginning, in hindsight, it, it seemed like there was stuff going on from the moment that we moved in from like knocking to like footsteps kind of like what you were experiencing mm-hmm. but like back then I wasn't as first in the paranormal as I am now this story happened well before not well before but it was kind of the inciting incident for me getting into paranormal research as more than just like watching scary movies and watching YouTube but it was around this time where I started watching a lot more YouTube that was revolving around like paranormal topics so like channels like yours channels like um i remember at the time i was watching a lot of loey lane's channel if you know who that is but at the time she was talking about i want to say that she's more veered off into urban legends um Mm -hmm. specifically when it comes to like internet urban legends but at the time she was telling us or mainly talking about her own paranormal experiences and i hadn't heard of youtube all that much prior to this so when I first discovered her channel I was like binging it all the time (laughs) then we have my husband who at the time was like a really staunch skeptic um but I will say it seems like he does have some sort of like mediumship abilities he's very sensitive to the other side even if he wouldn't admit it out loud so you can imagine with me watching a bunch of YouTube about (sighs) ghosts and then him having this ability that he is not really tuned into to be able to kind of suppress it if needed the the whole apartment was just like wild by the time that we moved because <laughs> it was just like we were giving an energy without even knowing yeah. that we were giving an energy but like I said the first I'd say like eight or so months we were living there I was brushing things off if anything did happen like I said the knocks or the footsteps as just being your casual like neighbors or here mm-hmm. in the um, like apartment complex. It was a crowded apartment complex close to our college campus. So there was like a lot going on. I didn't think much of it until I want to say it was like late April. We had some friends over and we were having like a game night. And I want to say, I think that we were playing Settlers of Catan. And I don't know if you know anything about that game, but it, it has the tendency to 
run long. It's it's like a strategy, like settlement kind of game. So it can it can run on for hours depending on you know the resources you get and and kind of the hand that you're played. But I want to say that the last group of people left our house like around two a.m. So really early in the morning, and we walk them out onto our back deck and like are saying our goodbyes. And once they leave, we start hearing a um a knocking sound. And it's like in three, like cadences of threes coming mm. from like, I know <laughs> it's, I was like, this isn't good. Um, <laughs> it was coming in cadences of threes on the like wall that was shared with our like bedroom closet. So my husband, he's like, Hey, stay out here with the dog. I am going to go inside and see what that is. So he, I, I want to say maybe he grabbed a bat or something. Um, or maybe he just like walked in there. I, I can't remember, but he opens up the um, closet door and it stops immediately. Which, like, if something was knocking in there, obviously something would have to be there. And then for it to stop immediately without anyone being in the closet, it was just really odd and unsettling. Mm-hmm. But obviously, we're like, okay, maybe... I want to say that he tried to explain it away as, like, maybe one of our neighbors upstairs, because we were on the ground level, maybe somebody upstairs was like, hammering something up in their closet like we don't know um try to put it out of your mind yeah well that's where we were kind of like i don't know if that's like actually the case because obviously it's two o'clock in the morning yeah even later at this point we're approaching the 3 a.m hour by the time that we're like trying to figure out what this was and and talk ourselves down from the experience but we end up just trying to put it out of our minds go to sleep as usual and then i want to say about a week later another weird occurrence happens in a different closet that also shared a wall with our bedroom. So me and my dog, Lily, she was the only dog that we had at the time. We had just gotten into bed and my husband went to the bathroom to go get in the shower. So everybody is accounted for. No one is in the like office space that this occurred in. So when you first walk into the apartment, there was a, it was like the dining room, but we treated it as an office. Mm-hmm. And immediately to the left, there was, if I'm remembering that correctly, I believe it was on the left side, there was a coat closet, carpeted floors. And I'm sitting in bed, and I hear what I can only describe as, like, chains being dragged mm-hmm. across a hard surface. Which, I mean, I guess there was the walls, but there was no, like, hardwood floor in that closet. And it was pretty, like, stock full with, like, coats and various items that we kept in there for storage. And none of them would have been, like able to make that sort of a noise and it was ongoing so i'm sitting there my dog's with me she's staring at the wall i'm staring at the wall and i just like slowly go to my phone call my husband he hasn't gotten the shower yet and he's like what like what's happening and i tell him that i hear something in the closet and at this point i am like pretty sure someone was in the apartment with us i don't know if they were like squatting or what but I wanted him to go and check, so this time I know for sure he got a bat. And he goes in there, opens the door, nothing's there, the noise stops, and we're just confused again, because what makes that sound? And it's not a neighbor doing, like, construction up there, because it's chains. I mean, I guess, theoretically, it could have, People use chains as, like, workout equipment is the only thing I can think of. I didn't think about that. I didn't think about that. That's a good... I have some... I mean, I've got some down in my basement, but they they're, they go with my Bowflex. But I know some people do use them to, to add extra weight, like big chains, you know. 
yeah. twats and stuff. I mean, that makes that that honestly gives me a little bit of comfort because <laughs> uh, until now I haven't been able to explain that. it. I'm just like, yeah, maybe. What? I mean, it, it's pretty eerie, but I mean, it could have been something like that. It, it, you never know. Yeah, to be honest. It's just that's just one thought that, that I had. I will say though, it felt like it was like constant, almost like something was cranking. Do you know of yeah, any that, like, equipment that it does? It wouldn't be as constant, probably. Okay. Uh, and it's like strange you, that you it... throw them on your shoulders. And then... Oh, okay. So it kind of is like a weight. Yes. Okay. Because the only other thing that I can really think, I don't know, maybe someone was like, like if it was like a row machine, I, I don't know. I'm yeah, not, or they I'm had a Bowflex like me, you know. But... Mm-hmm. That's interesting. The other thing that's weird about it is it stopped like immediately upon him opening the closet that door. That is weird. So that it was like intelligent. Mm-hmm. Like it knew that he was opening it. But I mean, mm-hmm. who's to say? Maybe it was a coincidence. But I should also mention that around this time, we had just decided to move out of this apartment. So it was a one bedroom. It was, I will say, mod- like modern and clean, but it wasn't anything like super special. The rent, I want to say, was like nine fifteen a month. So like really good for Atlanta. So we were living there and we thought it was like a decent deal. But then... Like I said, like eight or nine months into the lease, we were told by our leasing office that they were raising rent. So we, you know, received the rates. And I want to say that it was like twelve fifty or something like that. Jeez. And at that rate, yeah, I know it, was, it shot up. And we knew that their like two bedrooms would have been also increasing. So we decided to look elsewhere because we thought that we could get for that price a two bedroom apartment where it had a space for him to play because he's he likes to play video games. Um, it had a space for me to do like whatever I wanted to do, like all of my hobbies. Um, so we just decided that a one bedroom at that price wasn't worth it and we decided mm-hmm. to move out. And that's when like the activity really started to ramp up. I should have mentioned that earlier, but as we began packing, it was, I will say like chaos. And I think it's because whatever was there probably didn't like the changes that were being made to the apartment. So there was one point where I had packed like halfway a bunch of boxes, but hadn't finished packing them entirely to where they could be closed and set aside to move. Mm-hmm. And I was taking a break. I was in the um, living room area and down the hall is where the office is. And I had the office lights off. And from where I was sitting in the living room, I couldn't see anything as far as like what was going on in there with the lights off and everything. But I heard just like it sounded like something was rifling through all of our boxes like almost as if it was looking for something and at this point i will say i was watching like a paranormal youtube video (laughs) and i'm sitting here i'm like i think that maybe all of like the the amount of content i've been consuming that has to do with the subject may have invited something in so at that point i'm trying to ignore it because we're moving out um I don't I didn't at that time have the knowledge to be able to like safely cleanse a space from a spirit. So I just went about the route of maybe if I pretend like it's not there, it'll it'll think that I don't notice it. Maybe Um, I'm sure that that wasn't the case in hindsight, because obviously it got a rise out of me. But um, at the time, I just was ignoring it. My dog was out on the porch. My husband wasn't home. So it was just me with whatever was going on rattling in there. And that was a relatively uneventful experience until the last thing that happened there, which was probably about like a month or so later within our last like 
one or two weeks living in this apartment. Um, I was in the kitchen and I was, I remember specifically, I was packing up our like dinner plates and the smaller lunch plates into a box. So I was wrapping them in bubble wrap, putting them in the box and then going back and getting another one and doing that over and over until they were all packed. Um, And once I put all of the plates into the box, I got our only roll of packing tape, sealed the box, put it down on the ground next to the box, and then labeled it plates. And then I went back into the kitchen to start doing bowls and I want to say like other maybe cups or something like that. Um, And by the time that that box was filled, I couldn't find the tape anywhere. And I remember setting it down, but also I have a really bad habit of just like putting things in silly places and I misplace things all the time so oh I do too at the time I was just like I'm, I'm frazzled I'm moving in two weeks like I'm just gonna go to the drugstore down the street and buy another roll of packing tape like I don't have time to search this apartment especially because it was like a mess with everything mm-hmm. being put into boxes so that was like the last event that we had there but it doesn't come to a resolution until we move into our new apartment move in day my husband's mom and I went to, I want to say Publix to get like probably like sub sandwiches from them. And my husband stayed back to unpack the box of plates, bowls, and cups, like those two boxes that I was packing when this incident occurred. And he calls me in a panic because I told him like, I lost the packing tape. I have to go get more. And I was frustrated about that because we were in a rush to get the apartment packed and cleaned. So he calls me and he's like, I don't know how this happened, but I just found the packing tape inside of a box that had been sealed. What was the last box that you sealed with it? And I told him the the plates is like, that was the one where I couldn't find it. I remember that was the last box that I sealed with this packing tape. And he's like, that's the box it was in. That's so, so somehow, weird. Somehow after the fact, it was like this tape evaporated into the box that I had just sealed with it. Which obviously is impossible. Yeah. So at that point, he's like, okay, yeah, I agree with you. Something was haunting that apartment. <laughs> and we, I mean, and that's a lot for him to say, because at the time he was like a staunch skeptic. And even even to this day, I feel like he's relatively, like, I don't want to say that he's a non-believer because that's not the case, but there's a part of him who is, like, that's way more skeptical than I am. Mm-hmm. And even at that point, he was like, I don't. I mean, I don't know how else to explain this. That shouldn't be possible, and yet it mm-hmm. is. And it's not like I found it. He did. Yeah. And I wasn't even home. So, I don't know. When I was reading your story, it reminded me of this, and then with it being, like, an Appalachian town, kind of, I just, I needed to share it with you guys, because I felt like this is the perfect opportunity. Yeah, yeah. And uh, some, a couple memories jogged. Um, when you were there alone, did it feel like you weren't? I, I know I did. It was so. like heavy is the only way that I can ex- like explain it, especially when I started to admit to myself something is here that isn't a living person. I don't want to say that it was like evil because I don't think it was. It was just eerie and heavy. Mm-hmm. Like I would feel that way, but only when I was home alone. Yeah. I always felt odd. a lot better when like he was home with me but if it was just like me and the dog and I could like account for where she was 
which during all of these incidences, I knew where this dog was. And obviously she can't put tape into a taped up box. <laughs> you can't transport an item into a sealed box without, I mean, I don't think she could do that even if it was open, but <laughs> it's just, I don't know. That, that is very odd. apartment was just so, by the time that we left, very it felt very eerie, which was strange because when we moved in, it, it was relatively clean, like I said, modern it had a lot of natural light but i do now that you're saying that i feel like when we left it was like a little heavier a little darker um and i mean it was like the first place we ever lived together so it holds like special memories now looking back but also mm -hmm. a lot of really messed up memories as well did so nothing followed you when you moved right i don't know Mm -hmm. Um, there's a, we've had so much, so many experiences throughout our time together as a couple, um, where it seems almost consistent, but obviously with my line of work, I also deal a lot with the paranormal, um, and I'm relatively open to it as is he. So who's to say if it's short answer is there is definitely something that is with us, but I don't know where it came from very well could have been from that apartment um very well also could have been from like his childhood home his parents own a property in north georgia that has a like family's cemetery on it um mm. and like we've gone in there and done investigations and it's um <laughs> nothing is like rude or mean or anything like that but there is a spirit there um, named john Pugh, and he is like the head of that household mm. and we've I believe have spoken to him on a handful of occasions, both um, with like dowsing rods as well as a spirit box. So mm -hmm. maybe it's him. He's seems like a relatively nice man. So like possible. Um, but we've also had experiences. I don't know if you've heard of the bell witch. Yes. Um, of course. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> has. Um, I, I went there also around this time. Um, and stupidly, I was like, I'm going to take a rock. <laughs> which you're not supposed to do. Oh, no. And then, yeah, and it was not a very good experience. I ended up actually, like, giving it back, but we do think that if anything has followed us, it's probably something negative from that location because, again, at the time, I didn't know any better. And don't do that, obviously. And if I get people coming for me in the comments, I totally understand. But, <laughs> um, yeah, it's it wasn't... To me, if anything has followed us, I, I feel like that's where it came from. Um, so, oddly, oh, you, you can finish your. Oh no, I was oh, I was finished. Now okay. I'm intrigued. <laughs> so, when I first moved here, it was a mm -hmm. couple months. I was by myself. Right. And uh, in the middle of the night, most nights, the cabinets would just slam shut. No, no, yeah. that is like some paranormal activity, like the movie. That no. was very odd. And it's very it like poltergeist like activity. It stopped when I got the you know, my dog I showed you earlier. Oddly. I wonder why. I don't know. It just completely stopped. And it's in this house that you live in? Yep. I wonder why that happened. Or maybe it happened again. Did it just happen one time or was it like on several occasions? It was a couple occasions. Interesting. Has anything... Do you mind me asking if anything else has happened? Nothing. Just that? Yeah. How weird. 
Yeah, and it stopped as soon as I got the dog. He scared him off. <laughs> <laughs> he's mean. <laughs> you saw him. You see those he's teeth? He's vicious. Yes, he really is. No, he's cute, but also I'm maybe so. he's acting like a spiritual guard dog. That's super cool. Yeah, it just stopped. Interesting. That's. I mean, I've never had anything like that in this house. I will say, in this house specifically, it, it has kind of a dark history. And I, to be honest, I don't know if it's appropriate for YouTube, so I'll tell you away from here if you want the details. But for for lack of a better word, it's, it's associated with... Um, it has a tie to an unsolved murder in my town. Um, okay. Which is fantastic. I didn't know that when we bought it. Um, but I don't know if it's again a spirit that came with us here from somewhere else um or if it just happens to be someone who's currently here um or like was here when we bought it but we've had a lot of like taps on the shoulder and like my hair's been pulled a couple of times and Mm -hmm. um (laughs) we've had some weird instances in the bathroom of just like it seems like something's in the shower trying to like almost play hide and seek with the um shower curtain yeah this house is (laughs) Huh. Interesting, for sure. Did I just freeze on you? Yes, you. I think you did. <laughs> right as I'm talking about whatever's in this house. Oh, Spooky. Man. That or yeah. I'm having technical issues. Yeah. Now, at this point in the conversation, my video and audio sort of started coming in and out. Then, we had to pause the session altogether in order to fix the issue. Which was odd, because Jimmy uses the software all the time and doesn't experience this sort of problem. All jokes aside, I'm pretty sure that this may have just been some sort of glitch or maybe even poor internet connection. But we did think it was pretty spooky that this happened just as we started talking about my current house. Stay tuned for a more detailed update on my experiences here in the future. But for now, I hope you enjoy the remainder of this episode. Inch, um, that was just eerie. What was I weird like, was when you came back in, you were like reversed. It was like a mirror image almost, and then it yeah. went like that. It was so weird. <laughs> Have you ever had anything like that happen on this? No, before? not like. Well, I've, I mean, we've had freezing, but when you rejoin, that hasn't ever happened. Like the video. Yeah. Like I full on like left the chat and then shut the browser and it's still like or not shut the browser but shut the tab and then I went back in through the link that you sent me on Instagram and it was still frozen so I shut down the entire like browser and came back and that's the only thing that fixed it. That's weird. That's odd. Um, Okay. So you were talking (laughs) about that house and that's okay. Yeah. um, I don't know if it's I don't know. That could have just been like a weird glitch with my computer. Um, I will say it's relatively new, but yeah, the house, just like the one that we currently live in now, um, it just has a lot of weird history that we were unaware of when we purchased it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I do plan to tell this story more on my podcast. I just haven't figured out the best way to go about it. And I I could come on here too, if you want. Well, like you said, you didn't know with YouTube. I will. I would be 100% open to. Let me send you like the details and see if we can figure out how to tell the story tastefully for YouTube 
mm-hmm. while also not tri- triangulating to where I live. Because I think if I share oh, yeah, that's, some that's of the details, problem. which has been the main thing from presenting or preventing me from doing this, I don't want anyone. I think that if I shared the details, people would be able to figure out exactly what my address is, yeah. uh, which isn't ideal. <laughs> um, right. But yeah, well, I'll, I'll send you some like articles about it because I don't mm-hmm. I don't care if you know, but. <laughs> um, and we can see if we can find a way to to do it where it's tasteful and respecting to the victim um, while also kind of explaining some more context for what's going on here. Because I there's a part of me that thinks it's um, like a spirit that came with me. Because like I said, we, we mm-hmm. have one that I believe is attached to me for nefarious reasons, which is beside the point. But then also it's possible that um, maybe somebody who lived here previously has returned in their afterlife. Um, and that's, you know, also a, a huge possibility. I'm just not sure which, because I, I, out of a habit, I don't investigate my own home. Um, I wouldn't either. Because I feel like it can just. It, <laughs> I feel like that would open in, up but, doors to, personally, that's what I would think. Yeah. Well, I will also say, and I'll, and I'll leave it with this, just, just in case we do end up doing this um, in the future, if we can figure out a good way of sharing the story, but. Um, the previous owner, the one who owned it, um, in between when this event happened, um, and that owner selling it and then me owning the house, um, he put in these mirrors that are facing each other on our kitchen window. And for the life of me, I can't get them out, but it's obviously creating a portal. They, or they say that two mirrors facing each other like that create a portal. Um, so that's not good. (laughs) It just happens to be in an area where I feel like there's a lot of activity, but I don't know if that's me attributing things like my subconscious mind being like, there's a portal there. So obviously activity is going to happen there or if it truly is activity, but it's, it's worth mentioning that we do have some, uh, let's say bad feng shui (laughs) in the house. Oh, and if you are able to get those mirrors out, be careful. We had mirrors, um, facing the, uh, back porch. Hmm. Actually, you know, it could have been something similar, you know, because we took Facing that out. Each other? Yeah. Well, interior designers will do that as like because it makes a room look bigger. I don't, I don't think that that was the case in this because they're very like small, um, like this big, this wide, and like oh, just like a ours, nook. ours were huge, and it took up, it went from like the the ceiling down to the floor. Yeah. They, they do that to make rooms look bigger, especially if they're yeah. facing one another. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you, I don't want to say, let's say uneducated on this sort of um, area of expertise, you're not going to know that that could potentially invite something in mm-hmm. um, or just create like a highway for spirits to come in and out. Um, but yeah, that's... For sure, we'll yeah, be careful. I'm more up. worried that it's going to break and like slice yeah, something open yeah, and I, have even more bad yeah. luck. We, I ripped it off the wall and it shattered to like a gajillion pieces. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. It, I still find little shards here and there. And that's in this house too, I'm assuming? Yeah. Mm, haunted houses, man. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have seven years of bad luck or? No, I don't. I hope not. Maybe, yeah. It may have been seven years past now. Yeah, I think it has. Yeah. I, and I you, don't think it. Well, I had my thyroid issues last year. Oh. That's about the only bad luck. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that that's getting better, though. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. The mirror thing is, like, I didn't notice it until 
maybe like six or so. We've lived here for just over a year. Okay. Um, and maybe like six or so months into us living here, I was like, that makes sense. Like those mirrors being right there with all of the activity that we have in our kitchen specifically, that makes sense. Um, tried to get him out, but he like used like Gorilla Glue or something in there. Oh. <laughs> and I just can't get it out without potentially breaking it. And I don't think the whole thing will come off. So it just sounds like a project for... It needs to happen, but I don't know when. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we want to remodel the place anyway, so I'm sure even more activity will occur when that happens. But um, yeah, for now, it's a it's a later me problem that we'll figure out (laughs) at some point. But yeah, the house. I don't know. It's it's a really cute, just like cabin. But there's definitely something here. I just to answer your question from before we had that weird glitch i just don't know where it came from yeah um just because i deal with this on a daily basis and i have for eight years mm-hmm. so who knows but yeah. it's interesting definitely well i think that's everything i had yeah yeah for sure i feel like i've been talking your ear off for an hour so i really uh, appreciate good. it <laughs> oh yeah no problem this episode of haunts was written and produced by me, Courtney Hayes, in collaboration with Spooky Appalachia. Once again, make sure to go check them out on YouTube. I will have links to their social pages and their YouTube channel included in today's show notes. If you've been enjoying the show so far, I would greatly appreciate it if you could leave us a review. A lot of work goes into each episode, and supporting the show in this way really helps us reach more listeners each week. It's entirely free and takes about 30 seconds, and it would genuinely mean the world to me. Also, if you're interested in learning more about today's topic, I greatly encourage you to check out the show notes section on our website at hauntscast.com. This is the location where I share my sources and provide any visual aid that may be referenced during the show. Finally, I would love to connect with you online. You can find me on Instagram at hauntscast or you can join our email list for updates about the show. Thank you again for listening, and until next time, happy haunting.